0: This is the World Industrial News for Wednesday, January 11th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part two of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid.
1: Well, the, the reason I broke it down into three reasons is that the grid's a very complex thing. It's It's all connected together. So uh, earthquake in Southern California can cause a power plant in Utah to to die. So I wanted to break it down into really simple what we have to do. Resiliency means we have to be able to withstand very large nonlinear events. Those today are primarily the weather. They could be wildfires, earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes, fires could be any of those. Resiliency is the term used in the industry that says we need to operate as best we can through these large nonlinear events. The second thing is we have to be able to get the power from where it's generated to where it is used. Most of the ideas behind sustainability is we're going to use more renewable power. The renewable power is primarily in this country, solar and wind. The great resources for solar and wind don't happen to be in the cities. So somehow we have to get that power from places like Western Kansas to Seattle. The third thing is that we simply can't operate the way we always have. In the past, a lot of the stability comes from overdesign. But in the new world, We have limited resources and we have to use a bare minimum of those. The most powerful tool we have available is new technology. And that's why I broke it down into basically three different buckets.
2: Perfect. Thank you, Pat. That definitely lays a foundation for this discussion and it opens the door for, for many questions, I'm sure. Mona Can you talk to us about the infrastructure bill, the breakdown, you know, what it contains, what it means for utilities throughout the U.S.? Absolutely, Megan. Um, And before I do so, I'd love to take a moment and step back and just appreciate this historic moment in time. Uh, The last time we had an infrastructure bill of this magnitude was likely under FDR, the New Deal. And so we are looking at one point two trillion dollars in total spending. That's $550 billion in new spending, new spending that addresses many of the issues that that, that Pat just outlined. Um, And when we're thinking about infrastructure, the definition of infrastructure has expanded greatly in our time. It used to just mean roads, bridges, highways. And now this infrastructure bill encompasses transportation, transit, energy, water sectors, uh, the utility uh, grid, and also thinking about environmental, uh, environmental elements um, that are part of our uh, overall national infrastructure.
0: To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Coloradans have yet to feel a pinch at the pumps for gasoline and diesel despite the extended unplanned shutdown of the state's only refinery in late December. But analysts predict price increases are only a matter of time given that the now idled 98,000 barrel per day Denver refinery owned by Suncor Energy Incorporated is not expected to resume operations until late in this year's first quarter. The refinery supplies an estimated 35 to 40 percent of Colorado's gasoline and diesel and approximately one-third of the jet fuel used by airlines at the Denver International Airport. The Suncor refinery also produces asphalt. Recent outages on key fossil fuel arteries in North America, the Keystone and Colonial Pipelines, may provide ammo to opponents worried about the climate, but even during the so-called energy transition, pipelines will remain a necessary component of the energy sector of the future. TC Energy Corporation was testing a pressure increase on its Keystone Pipeline from Canada in early December when a leak occurred near the border between Kansas, and Nebraska. Industrial Info is tracking more than $9.3 billion worth of industrial projects that are under construction in Pennsylvania. The pharmaceutical biotech industry leads other industries in terms of spending in the state, followed by the industrial manufacturing industry. The latest available mining data by the Peruvian government shows weaker production in November while some commodities had higher outputs in the first 11 months of the year. Peru, the second largest copper producer in the world, saw the volumes of all its metallic commodities decline in November compared to those registered in October. Copper, the nation's top product, fell 3.2 percent to 225,000 fine metric tons. And be sure to mark your calendars for Industrial Info's 2023 North American Industrial Market Outlook. This year's complimentary event is set for January 18th at the Marriott Hotel in the Sugarland Town Square. You'll hear from IIR's industry experts on where they see opportunities for 2023. Following the presentations, join us for a networking event, enjoy the sponsor booths, and learn what's new with IIR's Global Market Intelligence Platform Tools and Database. For more information, and to RSVP, go to industrialinfo.com. And for more on these stories and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.